welcome to the Ascend Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Hopper. And I'm Dan Harrison. Each week we delve deep with some of the brightest and most forward-thinking, out-of-the-box minds in health, consciousness, mindset, and spirituality. This show inspires our listeners to improve their body and mind, and our intention is to fuse and unlock the conscious warrior and shift the balance in the current paradigm. this time they're gonna it's i think it will be very difficult for them to believe how people in history who outnumbered the warmongers the people that profit from exploitation from suffering how we outnumbered them by at least a million to one how they were able to control all of us and keep us in the state of fear there's a lot of things that all at the same time it becomes overwhelming and people get swept up into that like a, a flood, like a wave of different ideas. And they don't know what to do. So they just capitulate. But when you understand that you have the ability to control your internal state of being, you realize that everything going on around you, you can quiet it, you can shut it out. Because in the now, everything is being interpreted inside yourself. So you have to learn to adapt to change because that's really your moment of growth. And those who can adapt to change most effectively are the ones that will thrive in this world. You have to realize we've been a war and the war is for the mind. Hey, what is up everyone? This episode is part two of our little mini-series, the three-part episode about the past, the now, and the future. So in this episode, we discuss the now with Gavin Nascimento. And when I think of Gavin Nascimento in my head, the first thing that comes to my mind is a warrior of the good. It's like the universe sent down a lion to combat the evil in this world and make a change. So like I said in this episode, we discuss the now. And there's certainly value in looking back at the past, but I think there's something so beautiful about the now and understanding the present moment. And that's why this generation right now, we have the opportunity to shift the current paradigm. Albert Einstein said in a famous conversation with Werner Heisenberg, he said, You know in the West, we've built beautiful ships. It has all the comforts, but actually the one thing it doesn't have is a compass. And that's why it doesn't know where it's going. And that's why right now on this planet, we can all help design that compass for the future generation that will walk on this planet after us. And what is so beautiful that we're living in a time where this building of this new compass is already well underway. And it's certainly evident to see that over the last five years to me, that there's been this huge shift. It's a huge conscious shift. And before we jump with this podcast, if you have a spare few minutes, please share this episode on your social media and tell all your friends about the podcast. So anyway, without further ado, the now. They were prepared at once to withdraw their troops. Totally 70s. The year from 2000 all the way to 2016. Stress and fear and worry and anxiety and depression, it's all coming from the mind. And more often than not, because a lot of people are unconscious about this behavior, they don't actually realize that, that they're indulging in this and then they're always feeling tired. 
they always feel overwhelmed. But it's because they aren't existing in the now. So, for example, we're having this conversation. And we're present. I mean, hopefully we're all present, right? And while we're having the conversation, there's peace in this moment. We can focus on this. We don't have to think about everything that's going on in the world because the mind is obviously very powerful. Okay, we have millions and millions of thoughts, minutes to minutes. I mean, it's we are talking about computers now. The brain is a computer on another level. Yeah. So we've always got we've got countless thoughts that are just jumping around all over the place. And if we don't decide what to focus on, and focus is something that we all have to cultivate. You don't just have focus in a world that profits from you being not focused. You have to really cultivate your focus, and and to focus on the now. Yeah. Is really what it's all about. Because when you can do that, that's when you become the most effective. That's when you become the most productive. But if your mind is everywhere else, it doesn't matter what task you're doing. You're not giving your best. Yeah. I can't. So any, Sorry. You know, in, in the in the in the larger context, no, it's all good, cousin. So in the larger context, like you were saying, you know, for this generation. You know, there's something very special in the now. The only way we're going to create positive change is obviously it's, first of all, it's good to reflect to the past and say, okay, we don't want that shit. Because you have to learn from history. But if we obsess over it, and also obsess over the future, you know, with all of this crazy stuff going on with the, the prospect of a world war and police brutality, when we do that, our mind is actually being hijacked. Because there's, there's tons of good things going on. There's people working harder now for peace than ever before in known human history. But when we focus on all these bad things and we obsess over it, and the prospect of a third world war, I'm not saying we should be woefully ignorant of it, because we do have to stand up, we do have to protest it, but we can do it intelligently. But when we go ahead and we give our energy to the prospect, okay, it's a certainty, it's going to happen, you know, that's the end of it. When we do that, we allow somebody else to create reality for us. Because they are the ones taking action in the now, which is the ruling class. So then in this way, they're creating reality. And while we are obsessing over the past, or we are obsessing over the future, they're operating in the now. So who do you think is going to have a more effective um, outcome? Us or them? No, obviously them, because they're taking action. Yeah. So we need to be present in the now, and we need to take action. Those two things need to be aligned, and that's when change comes. I completely agree, Gavin. And I think what we were what we we're talking about there, and I think it's it's absolutely fascinating to like how a more structured mind, in the sense of like being more silent and can hold um, a much more um, bigger picture of this world than a clouded mind on so many different minuscule objects and stuff like that. And it also makes us. Uh, a really good point into the present moment and into the now it's like because it's just emphasizing this whole power is like um like we're in the 11th hour things need to change and and this will happen whether we like it or not so it's best best to get prepared exactly. and structure our uh, mind yeah yeah look I, I kind of i think i interpret what you're trying to get at that and this is something we all wrestle with, you know, on, a, on the individual level and obviously on the collective level is we need to do the best we can where we are with what we have. And we can't obsess over the things that are out of our power, out of our control. So now, like you were saying, this is the 11th hour. Things are coming to a head in more ways than one. 
And I mean, this this has been a long time coming because with awareness comes disillusionment. With disillusionment comes frustration. So it's it's normal what's taking place in the world. It's it's a natural process. And while everybody's awakening to all of this taking place, you're going to see people react in different ways. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people, the way they're waking up right now, it's very abrupt, and they don't know how to necessarily handle it. And because we haven't been taught how to control our emotions, our impulsivities, people are reacting in a very bad way. We've been fed fear our whole entire lives. So naturally we incline more towards that fear. And that's what I see taking place now. A lot of people are very fearful about what's going on. And the worst thing of all is people feel like we have no power, we have no control. And it's absurd. In the future, you know, we're talking about the past, the present, and the future. In the future, which I believe there firmly will be one, people are going to look back at this time. They're going to, it's, I think it will be very difficult for them to believe how people in history who outnumbered the warmongers, the people that profit from exploitation, from suffering, how we outnumbered them by at least a million to one. How they were able to control all of us and keep us in the state of fear. And this, the thing is, even though we, we are speaking about this and on the you know, larger context, like we're saying it's the 11th hour and things, we need to take action now. At the same time, there's a lot of amazing, big, positive things taking place in every single dimension you can possibly think of. Yeah, Not just people protesting against conflict or war, but people dismantling the monetary system through different um, cryptocurrencies, for example. There's, uh, I just saw a talk from Graham Hancock. I'm sure you guys are familiar with Graham yeah, Hancock. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Well, he was like, it was a bit controversial because there was some speculation about uh, Ted of banning one of his talks or at least censoring it. Yeah, that was And really he actually gave another, yeah, well, he gave another talk recently that I was actually watching just a little bit ago prior to you guys getting a hold of me. And what he explained is fascinating. It challenges history at its very foundations, and what he goes into is, I'm sure you guys have heard about, you know, the hidden city or the forgotten city of Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's been considered to be, yeah, it's been considered to be mythological for a very long time. But what he has found now, now the earliest account we have of the story of Atlantis comes from Plato, and this was handed down to him from one of his ancestors, I believe it was Solon. And now what scientists have discovered is through doing, uh, through doing their research, through doing their work, it was a cataclysmic event which coincides with different religions, different ancient cultures, which is the Great Flood story. That dates back to the time of Plato's telling the story, of when the story took place. And that's, that's huge. That's incredible. Yeah, and I didn't get to really absorb all of the information because I had, you know, what I tend to do is work and then I'll have something going on in the background. And that's to feed my subconscious. And I'm looking forward to watching it again, but you should check it out because basically the way he ended the talk was exclaiming that this challenges history at its core. And it's not based on purely, you know, some crazy theory. This tangible evidence to refute what we've been taught at its foundation. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent there. Yeah. No, Gavin, I was just going to say as well, I think you're bang on there because I've seen that Graham Hancock talk as well and I think I've seen his first talk that got banned, it's called The War on Consciousness 
and that, that is a brilliant talk he because he is he, yeah, that they, was a great talk yeah yeah them, very good them type of conversations that he's having there are really like um the testing the system and showing and, and he's the information that he's providing he's providing new information to people about the history and also about the now what's going on and i think it's beautiful because through all that as well, it's it's clearly evident to me as well to see that over the last five years, what you've seen before as well, there's been a huge shift. And like I know people, some people like to call it the conscious shift, but there's certainly been like a huge turn in the wind, and I think we can all definitely see that. But I think what's I next, think yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I Bob. think that sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, cousin. I think that people, even if they don't, even if people aren't well researched, they can feel it intuitively. You know, and I feel like that's an ancient language. Our emotions, our feelings, what people call instinct, intuition. I think that everybody at this point in time can feel that there are massive, massive changes. I mean, first of all, they're self-evident. But you can feel that there's something mm. huge about to take place. And uh, it, it is uncertain. And this this creates nervousness within people. And, it, and it's, it's sad. It makes me really sad to see... So many people around the world, because human beings, when we learn how to cultivate our emotions, learn how to control our impulses, and learn how to control our internal state of being, when we do that, we're actually very, very powerful. And we learn we have a lot more control than what we've been told. And unfortunately, because just the opposite is taking place, you know, the school system is it's a joke. And if it wasn't a joke, I assure you, we wouldn't have difficulty controlling our emotions and our impulses and understanding what happiness is and very trivial things that we should be fully aware of. And because we haven't been given this knowledge, now people are very irrational. You know, you can't even have a conversation oftentimes with people without them becoming very impulsive, very defensive. And it's not that they mean to be that way. It's that they've been conditioned to be this way. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the mainstream media is always talking about these hot topics, these, these things that create a rationality and division. And, and the problem is when there is chaos in the external world and there's a lot of things ha- happening all at once because that's what's taking place. There's a lot of things happening all at the same time. Mm-hmm. It becomes overwhelming. And people get swept up into that like a, a flood, like a wave of different ideas. And they don't know what to do. So they just capitulate. But when you understand that you have the ability to control your internal state of being, you realize that everything going on around you, you can quiet that, you can shut it out. And that goes back to what you're talking about being in the now. Mm-hmm. Because in the now, everything is being interpreted inside yourself. Wow. It may seem like everything is going on around you, going on outside you. And it is. I'm not preaching a philosophy synonymous with uh, solipsism. All I'm explaining is that everything we are experiencing is going on inside ourselves. And if you can learn how to just calm yourself down and be present in the moment, you, you will understand how powerful you are. Yeah, definitely. Gavin, as well, just when you said before as well, about you've talked about how we are taking the power back now. It's interesting because at one time, like you were saying before, we were, we were told our place in, in life and in the universe as well by certain power structures. And I think what's something so beautiful as well is about the conscious shift is that when you do start waking up, 
you start realizing there is more out there and you start aligning yourself to something bigger and you realize there's something more to this life. And I think when you do start doing that, waking up, you start questioning more things. And like I know you said before as well about how when people do start waking up, it can be like they can be confused. But I think the beauty of the world now is like when people do start waking up, you can people can start looking around all over and realizing that other people are also on this journey and waking up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. We're all in this together. It's something that we oftentimes forget because the ruling class, I mean, for thousands of years, okay, this isn't just centuries and centuries. It's thousands and thousands of years that we know about. They've been working very hard for us to look at one another as being the source of our problems, the source of our troubles, and they, they put us at odds against one another. But we are all in this together. And you know how it's, it's so simple to confirm that is do you want to live in a peaceful world? Of course you do. Yeah, yeah. It's a tiny fraction who do not want to live in a peaceful world. So if you want to live in a peaceful world, I want to live in a peaceful world. And we all laugh in the same language. We cry in the same language. We have the same emotional language, which precedes a verbal language, which is a learned and conditioned thing. Then we are in this together. We have the same mission. We have the same journey. We have the same destiny. We have the same goal. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree Gavin and I think um, when you said like do you want to live in a in a peaceful world I think everyone needs to look at themselves and think um, what well, peaceful world will always start by being peaceful peaceful within so when you start looking within exactly. and you find peace Absolutely. you can give it to other people and then that shift will change into that person and that shift will change into another person and then eventually this shift is going to change or everyone so it, it, to every everyone just find that peace within yeah, you know one of the most powerful things that I, I discovered with myself and I mean this doesn't apply to me exclusively this applies to everyone and when I was younger I never actually knew that I was doing it I was doing it unconsciously but we have the ability to influence our environments in any given situation. So what I mean by that is you can go into a room and people can be feeling like shit there, right? People are down, it's been a bad day. But if you come there and you and you come there and you got a smile on your face and you make conversation and you connect with those people, you can lift them up. And in that way you can change that environment. And guess what? When you change the way they feel, when you help to lift them up, they're going to do that with somebody else because that's the emotional language that we're all operating on, whether we know it or not. And just to become aware of that, it's so important because you start to look at the feelings of, let's say, what's commonly defined as depression or feeling down or feeling negative. When you start to look at it, that you know what, I can actually lift myself up. I can lift up people around me. If I'm feeling down in this moment, I can can do something about that. I don't have to get swept up into things and say, oh, this is just the way it is. It's unexplainable. I can say, okay, something's bothering me. First, assess what could be bothering you like this. What is the problem? What's taking place that's bothering you? And then if you can find out what it is, obviously deal with the problem. Because, you know, running from your problems is a race you will never win. So you've got to deal with your problems. But then after that, go ahead and counter that negative feeling. Go do something to lift yourself up. Maybe go for a jog. When you get runners high, that guess what you're doing? You're feeding yourself endorphins, yeah, yeah. serotonin, dopamine, etc. And that is positive energy. 
maybe go watch something funny because guess what? When you laugh, you're feeding yourself, once again, serotonin, dopamine, and all these, these positive vibes. So we have to realize that in the, this now, because look, we're never going to be always at peace. It's, it is impossible. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not feasible. I mean, like, let me not say it's not possible because there might be some people out there that have ascended to heights that I'm not even aware of. Yeah, yeah. But there's always going to be situations that take place that are going to disturb us. And it's, and it's actually a healthy response. You know, if you see somebody being tortured or an animal being beaten, that's a healthy response. You can't have peace in that situation because that means there's something wrong with you. So in this duel between fighting what we see as negative energy, it's not about hiding from that stuff because we have to overcome it. That's how we change this world. But in that duel, you have to still make time for your own inner well-being. So if you see something that's horrible, you know, like, for example, what I do, you see a lot of horrible shit. And it's the same thing with you guys. You hear some horrible things, but you have to make the choice that I'm not going to obsess over this. I'm not going to let my mind sit in the past or obsess over the future. I'm in the now right now. If I'm not feeling strong, that's my first priority. I need to go ahead and lift myself up. I need to go maybe watch something funny. Maybe go for a jog. Maybe exercise. Mm -hmm. Maybe go talk to a friend of mine that I know can lift me up, you know? Yeah. So that's that's another thing that's very powerful about the now. Yeah, Gavin, definitely, I, I completely agree with you when you were talking about the power of the now and how we do have the choice in this present moment. And when you were telling your journey about what happened to you and how you realised that you do have the power, it's interesting because I really think that we are in a time where people are realising there's a whole new universe out there. And it was quite similar for me as well. It happened for me, I realised that, that there's certain things we can do and I could play about with, and it's like you said before, you just go out there for a jog, you start eating healthy foods, you move your body, you surround yourself with uh, like-minded people, and you question people who question everything in the world as well, and then you start getting that sense and the feeling, and you think, start thinking, shit, I can do other things, then that's when the whole this whole new universe opens up, and it, you feel so good, and that's when you start wanting to tell everyone yeah. about it, and that's how that, when you were talking before as well about that universal language, that is that universal universal language. Yeah. It's, the, uh, it's, it's the power of, of light yeah and, and you see like how excited you become just talking about it because it's natural to us yeah. life is meant to be amazing it's, it excites us okay our blueprint within ourselves is responding in a positive way to that it's saying okay this this is what it's about this is i want this i want to do this and far too often we've been conditioned out of fear to reject that oh no this is this i'm leaving my comfort zone my comfort zone sucks it's yeah. horrible but I'm leaving it, so now I'm getting scared. We need to be excited about what's going on because the moment we become excited about changes is the moment we empower ourselves. Okay? If we start to say, oh no, but this is terrible, this is horrible, and we just obsess over how bad it is, all we're doing is taking our energy and killing it. Mm-hmm. Right? We, like, we like a battery. If you think of a battery, you need to keep that battery charged if it's going to function, uh, function efficiently. You're not going to just drain it for no reason and then try to put it into some kind of machinery and expect the machine to work properly. It's not going to happen. So for us, what we, we don't even realize that, that our minds have been infiltrated by the system. Okay, People commonly refer to this as the ego, but the ego is not preeminent. It's conditioned. Yeah. Okay, They feed us insecurity and fear and all of these things and people think that that's that's something 
something that's innate. No, it's not innate. It's conditioned. If you look at a little child, a, a child is not innately, you know, fearful. And they want to they wanna know about life. They want to adventure. They want to explore. And that's what we are. So now when you talk about this and you get excited, you get, you know, oh, man, this is this, this is awesome. And there's this new world out there, this new universe. It makes you feel alive. And I'm a firm believer that's how we are supposed to be functioning as a species. Yeah, uh, Gavin, I completely agree. I think that's how, definitely how we should be functioning as a species. And I think I think we've hit the nail on the head, really. To empower through change, we need to reach ourselves on a frequency much higher than a, a low frequency. Because if we're, if we're on a low frequency, we're very susceptible to um, so many different goings on in this world. But as we're, if we're on a Absolutely, higher... Absolutely, my brother. Oh, sorry. Yeah, when we're on a higher frequency we can raise people on our level but it makes us so much more like at when you're on a higher frequency it makes us so important to continue on the right path because if you start engaging in the wrong things or eating the wrong foods or start getting into bad habits you're consciously aware of these bad habits and the fact that you're doing them puts you in a state where you think I'm a, I'm a part of the problem again and so you're becoming on a low frequency and that's when right. you start getting susceptible again but whereas if you constantly keep on a higher frequency then you can keep promoting this change and obviously everyone's going to have bad days but the, the more you structure a bad day into a good day as in figuring out that every day is really a good day just being here on this planet just even having that type of mindset everything changes your whole structure of life changes and this is what I'm trying to get at, is trying to say, raise your frequency to stay in this frequency because that frequency is so beautiful. Anything can happen. And that is where true love is found. Yeah, absolutely, my brother. I mean, you know, going back to like you are saying, you need to raise your frequency. In this world that we live in, okay, we, we bathing, like we were talking about, we bathing in, in disempowering messages. Unfortunately, the people... And they've got occult knowledge, okay? This is ancient knowledge. They obviously knew about this long before we did. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't be in this position. And they chose to use that knowledge in a bad way. So, in turn, they have used this knowledge against us to disempower us. But we are starting to awaken to that. And the truth of the matter is, we have the same potential as they do. And even more, because I believe we have pure intentions. And when you have pure intentions, I feel like, you know, you, you just have a higher... Um, level to achieve you can you can soar to higher to higher heights than anybody that it is obviously functioning on a kind of a rapacious level or a level where they want to exploit you and stuff so right now with everything that is going on and we'll go back to like the individual level like you were talking about if you're having a bad day the important thing to realize is that you have the power to change that day you don't have to to say, oh, you know, this is how it is, life is horrible. At the moment that happens, you need to become consciously aware, and you can call it your ego if you want to, of how you have been programmed to respond to the situation. You have been programmed to be your own worst enemy, and that's not how it should be. You need to program yourself, your mind, to be your own best friend. And the moment you start to do that is when everything changes. The moment you say, you know what? I have, I have some control here. Now, there's always going to be things that are out of your control, but with that, you have to make peace. You do, do the best you can. And, you know, with the rest of it, 
you have to make peace. So, for example, for example, like on a day-to-day basis, if uh, if things don't go as planned, and that's always going to happen, it's not what happened that's going to define anything. It's how you respond to that situation. And one thing that is absolutely certain in life is change. So we have to learn. First of all, we have to expect it. Change is going to happen. You know, like people, they might lose a job, and they're like, "Oh, how could this happen? This is terrible." And yes, it sucks, but if you had a job, of course, it's a possibility that you can lose that job, right? It's, it's, not, it's not something that is bulletproof. It's not foolproof. Of course, you can lose a job. So you have to learn to adapt to change because that's really your moment of growth. And those who can adapt to change most effectively are the ones that will thrive in this world. So you have to learn, okay, this is the situation. It's changing. And instead of going through all of those mental processes of frustration and anguish and obsessing over it and why did this happen, this sucks. You arrive at the final conclusion and you say, okay, it is what it is. How do I solve this problem? How do I adapt? And again, that's the power of the now. Yeah, definitely. Gavin as well, before as well, when you, when you touched on that as well, Gavin, something I wanted to say as well because you were saying about how certain people, like we, we all, all of us on human beings on this planet, we go through phases where we do know that certain things are right and certain things are wrong. And when you were talking about that, there something came in my mind. Have you heard of the word uh, nescience before? Nescient. Yeah, it means. Or nescient. Yeah, it means like lack of knowledge I mean, or awareness. Yeah, it's nescient. Yeah. yeah. I actually came aware of that. I was listening to uh, this was quite recently, just a couple of months ago. I heard a guy giving a talk, and he was talking about being nescient, and that is really what a lot of society. Yeah. I mean, no, a lot of society isn't actually as nascent as you would think. They are willfully ignorant. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's, we'll get into that just now. Yeah, Anyways, I'll, I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, it's fine. You, you, you were perfectly spot on. But I was just thinking in my head there when, when, that, when you said that before, that word came to mind because I've been thinking about that myself because I was thinking in my head that when, like when a spin-off from that, when like someone does, like when someone does do something, even though it's wrong, I think that's just terrible because like if, if you know, the more people on this planet now who are becoming awake and more conscious aware of like the certain certain type of foods you should be eating, how we should be actually like treating other human beings on this planet. But this the thing is, there's so much evidence still on this planet now of people still going against that and they're still doing something even they know it's wrong. Yeah, look, I think at the same time on a subconscious level they haven't really clicked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One of the the things about a democracy, and I've spoken about this quite often, is a uh, democracy is one of the most dangerous imposing forms of control because first of all truth has never been popular not in our knowing history okay truth has never been popular ignorance and stupidity unfortunately have always been popular so that's what you're going to get in a democracy and the way that the human mind works is if you are in a position unless there is a figure of authority which people have generally been brainwashed into believing unless there's a figure of authority they're going to go with the herd mentality so whatever the majority of uh, the herd thinks they're going to accept. So even though there may be some some evidence, some proof mm. to verify that, okay, this is a harmful food, they may still eat it because, of course, in the democratic process, the masses of people are still accepting it. And that's also generally because, you know, you have to realize we in a war, and the war is for the mind. And while there will be independent studies, independent scientists, people that are not being bought by paper-fabricated illusion money, while there are people that refuse to be bought and they stick to integrity and they'll say, look, 
these foods are dangerous. There's always yeah. going to be people on the other side of that fence. And they are going to say, no, these foods are perfectly fine. These people are, they are quacks. They're yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think that people are knowingly doing it. Yeah. It's just they're sticking to their normal bias. They're yeah. saying, you know, they still blindly and foolishly trust in authority. Yeah, I was just going to say as well, Gavin, as well, I just want to elaborate a bit more on that because I was thinking as well, I, I totally, I do totally agree with you, but I do think as well that, like, if we know it's, like, I do say a lot of people, though, like, if we know something's wrong and we're still doing it, yeah, but then, then people also as well expect the government to do something for us as well, but I, you've got to, you, the change has got to come yeah. from with you. Yeah, you know, the, the problem is people, again, this this goes back to the school system and, and uh, the organised religion and the military system, we have been conditioned to trust authority yeah, over yeah. truth. Most people cannot even recognize truth. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, I seen a video, and it was some Hollywood actor. That, that one dude, I think his name is Rob Schneider or something like that. You know that, that cat that acted in the Waterboy? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That one dude. And uh, he, he was talking about vaccinations, and he was actually very well-spoken. He, he knew a lot about what he was talking about. You can see that he's, he's well-researched. And then he started explaining why he doesn't feel like the government has a right to impose on his will and, and his best interest for his children. He doesn't feel like they should be ripped out of school just because he doesn't feel the need to vaccinate them. I'm not trying to really get into the vaccinate or the vaccine debate right now. Yeah. But based on what he said, you could, you could tell that he... Is well researched. He's done. He's he's done his homework. And just because the guy comes from Hollywood, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a big fan of Hollywood by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But just because he comes from Hollywood, he was dismissed. Okay, he was dismissed by a bunch of people. But it's because they fail to recognize truth. And the truth is that this man has done his research. You can hear he's done his research. And to take it a step further, then you research what he claims. Right? You don't just jump to conclusions. Truth is, it's got nothing to do with authority. Truth has nothing to do with authority. Yeah. It's about putting in the research. It's about investigating. It's about going through that process. And it's not an easy process. And it has to be a process where you don't have a bias involved. Where you say, okay, whatever the truth is, whatever comes out from this process of me researching, if I find out that vaccines, somebody's child they get autism and it's directly linked, then I have to accept that. If, if I'm just saying if. Mm-hmm. If the evidence is overwhelming, then you have to accept that. And I'm not saying that's the case here in particular, but, but if somebody is well-researched, that's what you look at. You don't judge him, okay, he's an actor, yeah. okay, he's black, okay, he's white, he's Asian. All of that shit is an illusion. Yeah. Right? You have to just interpret things as they are. Yeah, I completely agree, Gavin, and... Uh... I think that's my favourite saying on this. I completely agree, Gavin. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I, I just something. Hey, I, was, look, I, don't, I don't mind if you if you disagree, Gavin. I, I like a, I like to. It, all, it inspires good debate, man. It certainly does, and this is something I also want to touch on as well. Is like when we're talking about this, and um, this is a very very interesting topic for people who who are more of a more awake than the unconscious um, civilization. And this is something that's interesting to me is like, it's people um, who are consciously aware and they go up to fill their car up to just to, to get to a place where they need to go to work just to fetch food in. But they're right. consciously aware that they're 
fueling an industry that they don't support or that's um, um, hampering the ozone layer. They are feeding that industry and right, it's right. consciously breaking them, but yet they've still got to go to work to fetch food to bring home to support their family. So it's, it's an interesting topic because there is going to be contradictions in, in life where you're going to have to jeopardise some of your beliefs and it's and that's the worst that's Absolutely. the worst thing but as i think as long as you stay true to yourself and you understand like the bigger picture and you can still promote a solution and like maybe that's a what i'm yeah, trying look, to I, 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 no, I, yeah exactly what you're saying my brother it actually makes me think about somebody that contacted me recently a young lady and she was explaining to me that she's a vegan and she strongly believes in the lifestyle of of being a vegan but she has this incredible idea where she lives in, I think it's India, and she has an incredible idea where she wants to take the leftover food, which will be chicken and stuff like that, and give it to the stray dogs. And then and she said, you know, I don't know what to do because I have a conflict, a moral conflict inside myself. And that's exactly what you're talking about now. We're all faced with this dilemma, yeah, including myself, because, you know, we've been born into this system, and this system has been so, so ingeniously created to trap us yeah. that unfortunately sometimes we don't actually have a choice we really don't sometimes so what I told her is look first of all you know that your intention is pure you are trying the best that you can and it's that simple do the best you can with what you have where you are and then when you can do better you do better because the problem is if we allow the system to debilitate us and I used to do this myself all the time. Like I say, you know, okay, I'm not going to do that because I've got a, it's a moral conflict. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm not going to do that because it's a moral conflict. It's everywhere. If you live like that, you are not going to do anything positive. You're just going to be sitting there stuck in the mud. <laughs> so, I mean, so the thing is, it's, it's really holding yourself to a, a moral standard and, and not being, it's, you know, there's, there's a dance between you have to hold yourself to a moral standard. You have to expect more from yourself. But you also have to be understanding of yourself. You have to be patient with yourself. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say... So if you know in your heart that you... Sorry, go ahead, cousin. No, I was just going to say, Gavin, you're totally right. And I was going to say, just to keep in my head there, because I'm having the very similar conversation, uh, thoughts in my head like you and Chris having as well. And I was just thinking in my head, like you said, it, it's, not about, it's not about getting rid of them all completely, because I think if you just all of a sudden, like if you just... I'll use the example if you have like a... Um, you, 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 like a, a top UFC fighter and then someone who's not a great UFC, great UFC fighter and you put them in the same ring together then the one who's not great is just going to get like going to get overwhelmed and I think that's the same in life if you all these changes are a slow process and I think if you do instantaneously put all these changes in too fast like you start questioning everything in your head like oh I'm funding the I'm funding the bombs in Iraq by filling up my car on petrol yes you might be but I think you've got to take the steps in between to get to that place where you can figure it out on your journey. Now look, the, the very first step for everybody that's listening right now, the first step is yourself. You have to learn. If you don't have like a proper awareness or an understanding of how to control your own well-being, and that's nothing to be ashamed of because you've been conditioned to be that way. You were a victim in the situation. But that doesn't mean you must cry about it and shit. Okay? You become aware of it, and then you've got to change that, that um, those circumstances. The first step is to learn how to control your internal state of being. If at the moment you you are stressed out, you know you're completely 
you freaked out, you don't know what to do, you need to focus on lifting yourself up. You need to start reading books on self-help, read books on uh, psychology, neuroscience, learn about self-empowerment. That's the first step. Because even if, I know you want to, we all want to create positive change, okay? That's in our blueprint. Mm-hmm. We've spoken about that before too, where, you know, in our last conversation, I'm sure you guys recall, it's something in our blueprint. We want to create a better world. We despise evil, okay? We do not like it. Now, in our battle against whatever that dark presence is at the highest level, and I mean, you can put whatever label you want to put on it. It doesn't really matter, but it does. It's, it's, it, it exists. And even if you want to say it exists, you know, within ourselves, it's perfectly fine. But in order to fight this battle, you have to be strong. And if you know right now, you feel emotionally weak, which is to say you feel the feelings of being insecure. And I've been there. I've had anxiety. I've been depressed. I've been an addict. I know what it's like. So I can talk about this. I've, I've known it intimately. If you know you feel this way, focus on that. Don't focus on everything that's going on with the news for now. And it's got nothing to do with willful ignorance. It's the fact that you are not going to be productive if you throw yourself into the battlefield. It's like going into war without armor. Yeah. In, this, in this great war that's been going on for thousands of years, you need to arm yourself with knowledge and truth. And if you do not have those things, and, and when I say knowledge and truth, just to expand on that, it starts, knowledge and truth, starts with the fact that you can control your internal state of being. Okay? You need to understand that you can control that. And if you haven't gotten to that first step, which again is nothing to be ashamed of, I've been there. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that, I would say the overwhelming majority are there now. If you haven't gotten there, that is the first step. Don't worry about anything else. Yeah. Worry about that for now. Yeah, I think that is absolutely nail on the head there. Like, and we got to start talking about that um, the first step. And the first step, a lot of people, when we talk, like we might jump to conclusions and start to talk about like the solutions straight away. But the truth is, there so could be someone out here who just wants to be on level one, just wants to be a better husband. You know what I mean? Whereas, the, whereas we want to be yeah, searching for enlightenment. For sure. It's it's a very it's a very different parallel world to what some people want to be living in. And it's it's very fascinating. But let's just bring it back to the first step if you are in that place and I think even even when we're talking in, in the steps of um, wanting to do sorry let's just think for a second if we want to do um, changes like for who we are you know when we're talking about um, how we get our conflict conflicts about um, if we're doing the oh, right thing oh, or not yeah I'm just yeah, yeah. if we're doing the right thing I'm just saying like um We've got to make our small set. We've got to go back to the first step on that, and just think. Well, yeah, you do have to do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah and, you and just do like, sometimes. and sorry, Gavin, just like to say, like, how about um, if we just go back and start like using that, um, using the car just on the um, weekend, just for um, just for a few hours instead of like a whole day. How about I just stop this journey, like maybe just taking these little small steps. Maybe think small steps. Yeah, yeah. that's small the whole steps, process big, big is just changes. small steps. Yeah, and uh, that's what the key is. These small steps will actually create a solution because they bring a long-term goal and they bring a long-term solution into who you are. Mm. I was just going to say as well, Gavin. I think as well what Chris is saying there. I think these what I've noticed along my journey as well. These these small steps that build up over time because 
it's the same for me just to, like to use Chris used the example of the car like the car filling the petrol but for me along my journey a big part of mine was like nutrition and eating healthy and I like instantaneously I just all of a sudden on my journey I couldn't straight away just eat healthy food straight away it took time to build up that process right. and then eventually over years you cultivate right. this system inside your head where it just becomes building your hardware yeah you, what you did was gradually reprogram your brain maps yeah yeah you know, it, one of the best books I ever read that really changed my whole outlook on life was The Brain That Changed Itself I'm sure you guys were yeah, last time when you spoke about this yeah brilliant book as well yeah and I, and I had yeah, I had some terrible thought processes, processes in the way that, that I thought, and, and I was, I, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to actually apprehend and think about now, but I was so, so insecure, I was so fearful, I was so weak, I couldn't hold a conversation with anybody, not on the phone, not in person, I could barely go to the liquor store to get the alcohol that I needed to, you know, mm-hmm. kill my, make me numb and make my anxiety numb and stuff so I could function. I could barely even go there to make a purchase because I was so anxious. And it took me a very long time. It was unbelievably difficult. But I made the decision. I said, okay, this is going to be difficult. This is, it's not going to be easy. Uh, It's going to be painful. You're going to want to give up. There's going to be times when you regress. There's going to be times when you go back and you do stupid shit again. But if you say to yourself, no matter what, I am going to make this change. I'm not going to compromise with myself. And if you fall down, you get back up. You know, that's that's one of the most important things in life. And I know everybody says it at one point or another that they are tired of fighting. But you have to be a fighter in this world. And and the thing that you are fighting above with, uh, above and beyond with more so than anything else, is yourself, is with your programming. And the thing is, I remember the days when... You know, when I heard like, people say, oh, you have to think positive, and, and I was like, what kind of bullshit is this? <laughs> I can't think positive. It felt impossible, you know yeah, what I mean? It yeah. felt impossible because that's how effectively we have been programmed. And now for me, when I, if, if a negative thoughts, even if it's around me with other people, I attack it. It doesn't mean that I grade them, but I lift them up. I make them consciously yeah, aware yeah. of listening to yourself. You don't realize that you are being your own worst enemy right now. Yeah, I was going to say, Gavin, so, sorry. I mean, it's just, it, it just takes work. No, it's all good, guys. Yeah, I was just going to say as well, Gavin, you're completely right. And when you said there about when negative comments around you, you sort of attack, like attack them and try and bring them up. That's also the same process within my own self as well. When I have negative thoughts now, I feel the ego like trying to take over and judge people. And I like yeah. I, 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 can get, I can go inside my head now. I mean, this is a bit further on my journey now, but I can actually attach myself to that and take it away and think, know what you're doing? And I can reevaluate what I'm doing and actually change the whole process of what I'm thinking. Yes, and, that's, and that right there is what we need to do because the moment you do that, you're starting to interrupt a previous brain map. Yeah. You are starting to change it. And it takes time. It's like if you're going to, you know, back in the day when they used to carve these incredible sculptures, it, that shit took them a long time. Yeah. But they just they chipped away. And guess what? At the end, they had a magnificent piece of art. And that's the same way with our thinking process. And it, it's a never-ending journey. You know, I'm still working on many, many things within myself. And it's a never-ending process. Yeah. But that's one of the beauties of life, is that you can do that. You can create your own way of thinking, your own way of being, your own way of interpreting this world. 
Yeah, definitely. I was going to say as well, I think the beauty of the journey is as well, like you were saying there, it's a never-ending journey. And it seems to be as well, to be, to, sorry, it seems to me as well, the more you get on that journey, you think you're at the place where you need to be, but then you realise it's not, and you just keep finding more and more like different avenues and different paths to go down and new things, new like traits within your own body that you've got to try and improve. Yeah, yeah, it's never ending. Cause it, yeah. really, it reminds me of a quote that's at least been attributed to Mandela where he said that once you climb a mountain, and I mean, you can apply this to different aspects, but we can also apply it to what we're talking about, yeah. So once you climb a mountain, you realize that there's still many other mountains to climb. Yeah. And it really is. It's an unending journey. I mean, there is no perceivable end to it. It's only that people start growing when they decide to. Yeah, definitely. Gavin, as well, I know before we're, like, we're talking a lot about this conscious shift that's happened on the planet, but something I want to ask you, I want to ask you, like, why do you think like over the last five years there has been this con- uh, conscious shift? Because it's certainly evident to say, I mean, you've just got to look at cannabis now cannabis is coming more uh, legalized in more places even even if you just look now there's actually an like online uh, news tv network where the whole focus is around yeah. truth and their uh, real consciousness within the mind and trying to expose real like avenues of truth but do you think that this conscious shift that is happening right now is due to the internet or is it possible that this shift is something that something i've been thinking about is it written within our human hardware or even deeper within our dna or even maybe something that has always been in with us, and for certain reasons, like we've been talking about for this podcast, it's been filtered out of us, or is it all them combined together? I'd say it's definitely all of them combined together. Yeah. So the, the manner of, of peace, of enlightenment, of abundance, it, it all grows in proportion mm-hmm. to the level of knowledge and truth in a society. So with the, what the internet has provided us with is an avenue to share what we already have programmed within us. Okay? We, we are inclined more naturally towards uh, working together, living in a peaceful world, wanting to help each other. Uh, we don't, don't like being manipulated. We don't like being unhealthy. Uh, we don't like li- living in a state of war. So it's all of these things combined. And yes, I do believe without a doubt this has existed within us for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. And uh, I do believe that those who are in power, based on all of my research, and I'm talking about a fucking shitload of research, excuse my language, based on all my research, I truly believe that those who are in power have had this knowledge for a very, very long time, mm-hmm. because they have a thorough understanding of human nature. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Gavin, I was going to say as well something that sparked in my mind there, when I mean, you were talking about the internet, I was thinking like, yes, we have created the internet now in this reality, but... I was thinking, was it always meant to be? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because was the net always was it, was the internet always going to unfold? Because I thought in my head, like, you know, like the potential of the observer effect. Because I'll, 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 I'll explain a bit further. Because basically, I'm trying to get that thought out of my head. Because with the observer effect, right? I was thinking maybe maybe it's possible. You know, like when in life where you're unaware of like certain situations and outcomes. And the, when you when they're in your when you're going through that process in your mind, they're just not there because you don't you can't see it. But however, when your attention shifts direction, it's possible that they do unfold. So that's what I was thinking. It was it is it always possible that the internet has always been meant to be created? So it, it does seem like it was destined, and this actually takes us into an interesting topic because what some researchers have suggested, okay, and um, I think what's what's that Australian dude's name? Max Egan or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Cool. yeah, Max Egan. Yeah, Max Egan. And he's also proposed this before, and uh, and I, I, I gravitate, I lean towards 
believing this as well. And it's also found in a lot of ancient cultures like the ancient Native Americans where silence was considered to be sacred. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's the same way. And what I'm, what I'm actually hinting towards is we have lived, I believe, and I'm talking about at the beginnings, you know, we lived in a state where we had an internet-like connection yeah, yeah. that was based on a certain intuition. It was based on a higher level of communication. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have a sixth sense, so to speak. And I also believe this based on my personal experiences. I've had some incredible experiences in my life um, that corroborate my belief that we have a, a kind of sixth sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think that this is really the, the deepest thing that we have in this, this world, this physical reality that we see actually in many ways distracts us from that success. Yeah, that's really fascinating, isn't it? It gives you a real insight on on the um, power of the mind and what is actually missing. And hopefully that's as well when we're start, talking about the internet, that maybe like the answer might also be found through a connection that we find on the internet. Well, you know, also, the internet has been it has been magnificent. It's been amazing. And, and I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out why they would bring about the means to facilitate its manifestation yeah. because it really risks their power, you know? Yeah, that's so I've spent a lot of time. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time thinking about that. But also where things are going now, the way you can see the direction that they are moving in. And uh, it was actually, again, that Australian dude, Max Egan, he was the first one I heard speak about it so you got to give credit where credit is due and he explained and he actually had a, a brilliant analogy where he explained you know if I steal your Ferrari and then I try to sell you my second hand Honda or whatever it is you're not going to buy that obviously yeah. unless you need to get to work and you don't know that I stole your car <laughs> excuse me and that in essence is what has been done here yeah. okay we we have been disempowered and people I mean you know, it breaks more and I live in South Africa and you'll see people eating out of garbage cans all the time. And I look at that and I'm, and it breaks my heart. I'm like, this human being is so powerful and they've been degraded by the system so much yeah, yeah. that they're living like this. And that shit breaks my heart. And really what we are in this analogy is we are the Ferrari, okay? We have capabilities that transcend beyond what we can conceive of right now. With, with the internet, what I see going on, like, you know, going back to what Max Egan was saying, and I see this also in video games, which is a massive industry aimed at uh, ch- children's minds and shaping them. It's an industry that's much more profitable, much bigger than even Hollywood, is they're starting to push and propagate, basically, an agenda where we start to be incorporated with artificial intelligence. And what Max Egan was proposing and I, I, I would definitely lean towards this as being a, a very strong possibility, is they will create a world in which we can communicate telepathically, yeah. but it will be done through a computer system, so that every single thought is monitored. Now, of course, for some people, that's a lot to take in. It seems very sci-fi. Yeah. But if they can entertain the possibility just for a moment, based on a lot of research I've personally done, it's, it's a strong possibility. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say as well, Gavin, before, just to tie that in what you were saying before as well about that, because it seems to me that maybe the, maybe the human brain is already that. We just, we've lost touch with that. And, and if, you, if you do look exactly. back, yeah, if you do look back at a lot of um, ancient cultures, I mean, I, I've mentioned that quite a bit, but I know ancient cultures don't have all the answers. But uh, what, something that I really recognise... They've got a lot though. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I just what I really believe is with these ancient cultures that I think we I've, I've said this a few times in the podcast, but we define technology by like a laptop or something that we can actually hold in our hand and something that entertains us. But the thing is, all all through the human human time on this planet, we we actually forget that we've got the biggest, uh, most powerful like internet, most powerful Wi-Fi, and it's we're carrying it around in our heads. Exactly. In our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if this was in the last conversation, the one that that didn't get recorded, but it reminds me of that experiment that was conducted by the HeartMath Institute, in which they found that, and I've also heard, I think it was Greg Braddon talk about, about this and a couple other researchers, that our hearts and our brains, it gives off electromagnetic energy, and the heart actually gives off a lot more. Mm-hmm. And what that means, because... You know, we see this physical world and we think this is real. You know, the, it's something that people call naive realism. And we look around and we think this is all that there is. It's this physical reality. But quantum mechanics tells us otherwise. Okay, everything is energy and it's electromagnetic energy. So if we are giving off that energy from our hearts and from our minds, that obviously means that we have the ability to change this reality. So then things like being able to communicate with each other from far distances, and there have been some experiences, to suggest this as well. I actually saw a documentary a couple of years back with the guy Amit Goswami. It was called, uh, can I remember this name? The Quantum Revolutionary? Oh, I can't remember. Well, his name is Amit Goswami. And uh, he made this documentary and they show the experiments where people are, they're disconnected and they actually are in one of those chambers that are impervious to even the certain energy, I can't remember what it is. Oh, I wish I had more clarity so that I could give you guys a better description. But what they find is couples that were deeply in love were, were connected. So they would have them connected to these um, these EEG things or whatever they're called. And, and when one was experiencing a particular event, it was shown to be experienced in the other person's mind as well. And that's incredible. That's basically what we're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, you know, more studies need to be conducted to uh, validate it fully and wholly, but it, it just makes you wonder, it makes you think. And considering that we are a species that has a collective amnesia, we don't know our history, we really don't know um, our limitations, considering these things, anything really is possible and it makes you wonder. Yeah, I think it does make you wonder as well. But that, and I think with all these documentaries and information that's coming out, Gavin, I think it's really. Oh, uh, 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 sorry, sorry, cousin. The documentary I remember is the Quantum Activist. The Quantum Activist. I'm gonna the write quantum that Quantum Activist. Quantum. Yeah, it's, it's it's good to check out. I mean, if you guys get a chance, it should be on YouTube. But nah, I mean, I saw that shit quite a while ago, so it should definitely be on YouTube. But it's interesting. The the funny thing is when I first watched it, that was when I was starting to really come to terms, like really wake up to things and it was very hard to process when I first watched it but now it's much easier to take in yeah I think I think the more we get um, open to this information the more we can start to understand different theories and different different people's perspectives and points of view and I think and I right. think that's why we that's, are oh sorry I was just going to say that's why we are like where we are right now because we're in this beautiful age of information where information is, is connected and it's connected right to our fingertips and I think one of the reasons this shift has happened is, and it is all because of the information available, and this is why we're living in the age of information, really. Yeah, look, it's, it's amazing. I mean, and the thing is, 
you know, going back to the discussion we've had before where people are like saying, you know, humans are evil and we are cancer and all of this stuff, with all the information that's out there, why is it that people consistently prefer to interpret things and prefer to find a root that is in promotion of peace? You know what I mean? Yeah. People prefer peace. We prefer happiness. If we were innately evil, we'd be taking all of this information and we would be, you know, torturing little babies and whatever, just doing things that you can consider to be evil, but that's not the case. So this information, it is what it is. It needs an interpreter. It needs somebody to animate it. It needs somebody to, to say, okay, this information, what am I going to do with it? And in the past, that's what's resulted in our you know, current reality, and this is why things are changing. In the past, a very small amount of families and individuals had this knowledge, and they chose to use it to exploit others and create a, a fairy tale outlandish lifestyle for themselves. And now people are waking up and realizing that, wow, it doesn't have to be like this. It does not have to be war. It doesn't have to be poverty all over the place. Okay, we, we can come up with natural cures. Not everybody has to be sick. Yeah. And, um, and the reason why that's taking place is because the majority of us are not evil. I'm just tired of hearing that argument from so many people. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah, definitely. Gavin, you're totally right. And I think as well, it it, it, it is it, it brings it back to we have like the power of information that is out there now. But I was actually thinking when you were saying that, like maybe, maybe like we are in this age of information, but maybe it's it's been like it's always been there, but we just haven't realised it. Because it seems to me, if you do look all out through history, like information has been there, but it just takes like an individual to seek it. So I was thinking maybe maybe yeah. it's always been there. Like they say, age information, but it, it we just haven't been able to like see it, we haven't been able to cultivate it. But I think the difference between uh, the information now is we're all seeing it because of the internet and because of this like global connectivity. Yeah, exactly. You know, the beautiful thing about the internet, and this is what actually got me pulled me towards social media in the beginning because I was one of those cats, completely computer literate, and I mean, I'm still not like some wizard on, you know, with with computers and stuff yeah. and technology. But I mean, I could barely access email back in the day. That's I was like a granny, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I would go, I would go on the internet, and then I said, okay, I have these ideas. I see certain things. How can I share this with other people? And and it gave me that opportunity. And I'm somebody I got kicked out of high school. I come from a gutter. I spent a large majority of my life, or especially my adult life, in poverty. But the internet has afforded me the opportunity to have a voice. And that's what makes it so powerful, you see. Like, everywhere right now, I'm a firm believer in this world. All the knowledge, like you were talking about, all the knowledge is already here. Yeah. We just need to get in touch with one another. We need to share that knowledge. Because there's so much out there to still learn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we know among ourselves is still a fraction of what there is to know. And that's exciting. That's a beautiful thing. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely, Gavin. I was just going to say as well. I think we, there's always going to be information to learn because I think at the end of the day, if you if you stop learning, you you, you stop growing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely, Gavin. And, and and the thing is, you know what really gave me confidence, like back when I was plagued by anxiety and fear and just it was a horrible state of being. I mean, I had suicidal thoughts because when you feel like that. You are tormented from inside yourself. You can't escape it. Yeah, yeah. But what really started to give me self-confidence again was knowledge. Mm. And that's what knowledge does. When you really have, have unadulterated knowledge, you have power. You start to realize, okay, this is what's really going on. You aren't subject to your prejudices. And your prejudices 
or a result of what you've been conditioned to think. Yeah. Okay, so instead of people saying, oh, you know, all the problems in the world is Muslims and or people say the problem is white people or people will say the problem is this, that, whatever. Instead of relying on what you've been conditioned to believe the problems are, when you have knowledge, you can really start to figure out what's going on. And the beauty of that knowledge is it's liberating in the sense that you start to realize that everybody, regardless of their skin color, their geographic location, their religion, etc., they actually feel the same way as you do. Yeah, yeah. We all want to live in peace. We all want the same thing. We all have, at least the overwhelming majority of us who have not been you know, so conditioned and brainwashed to where now we are basically all of so lost. We all have, or the overwhelming majority of us have, a moral compass. Okay, we all know that it's wrong. Pedophilia is wrong. You don't need to go to an education course to understand it. Yeah. This shit's not rocket science. Yeah, so we, we all have, we, we all, with knowledge, you start to realize how similar we all are. Okay, we like to laugh, we like to have fun. Our immune system, it responds the same way to positive vibes, positive emotions. We feel better when we're surrounded by friends and enemies. Mm. And, uh, and with knowledge, then you start to realize, okay, where's the root cause of the problem really coming from? Yeah, definitely. And, and when you start to find out that it's the ruling class, that's when everything changes. Yeah, definitely. Gavin, just to jump back as well, because you made a brilliant point before. You were talking about how um, we all have the opportunity to create like our own change. And, it, and that sparks in my mind because and this has always been on my mind. It's something that you said in the last podcast that we had and it really has stuck in my mind. But you said it's up to us to spread our own awareness and find a way within ourselves to use our own personal creativity to get that across. And when you do that, you'll plant seeds that will create a domino effect. And to bring it back as well, Absolutely. yeah, it was pretty beautiful when you said that. It has really stuck in my mind, honestly. And I think... That's awesome, Kevin. Yeah. And I think we are, we are not, like we are, do realise that. And we do realise we are certainly in a place now where we live in a world where we do have all these tools and we can do all these amazing things and we can spread truth, spread awareness. We have all these tools accessible to do that and cultivate that. Yeah, a lot of people overlook that. You know, I don't know if it was the previous talk or the one before where I discussed how so many people in the past have sacrificed their lives yeah. to get us knowledge. Definitely. You know, and to me, that, for, for me, that makes me very, it makes me emotional to think about because... These people, they dedicated their lives, they sacrificed their own well-being just to give me knowledge and to give the future knowledge. They were serving truth. And that's what, to me, and uh, obviously it's a very controversial topic, particularly in the modern-day world, mm-hmm. but to me what God is, is truth, it's integrity. You know, I understand some people feel like God is, uh, you know, the man in, in the sky, and then some people don't believe that there is a creator, and then some people believe it's, it's just the universe or it's Mother Nature doesn't really matter what you believe it is, but to me, I believe that integrity and truth is what we should be serving. Yeah, yeah. Integrity, truth, unity, love. And Good I, things. And I believe that everybody feels their way deep down inside. Yeah, definitely. So that, when I look back, like, you, like you're talking about... Sorry, go, I was, go ahead, go. Yeah, I was just going to say as well, something that related to that as well. You said that we all have that inside of us to do that as well. But I think as well, sometimes I think people are just are worried of what other people will think and it, it just reminds us again because you said something again uh, this is something else that you said as well Gavin that resonated as well because <laughs> you said just because they don't like your posts doesn't mean they don't see them like keep planting them seeds in their subconscious minds awake even if their conscious mind is asleep and I think that's so important because people I, I know I said this last time but people don't realise when you are when people are posting things on Facebook and it's a load of crap and if you click like on that post you're promoting it 
But exactly, to, yeah, you're voting for it. Yeah, yep. to go back as well, what you said before as well, just because they don't like the post doesn't mean they don't see them. I think that's so beautiful because, like, the fact if you just keep, if you have, if you're passionate about sharing real truth, like, just keep doing it because, like you said, people will see them eventually and it will spark that uh, shift that creates that ripple effect. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, look, you know, I can't remember who I had this discussion with, but at the end of the day, we serve truth or kindness or integrity or love because we we have a passion for it. Yeah. It's not about a popularity contest. I mean, obviously, we all want to be appreciated. That's part of being a human being. Mm-hmm. We like to have of unity. We don't like people to bring us drama and bring us down just because we're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. But if you know in your heart that you are doing the right thing, then there's nothing else to worry about. There's nothing else to fear. You don't need anybody's approval. Yeah, just do the right thing. I was gonna and, and, and be That's safe. Right. Be safe. No, it's all good, okay? Yeah, and, and be safe in the knowledge. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's <laughs> all good, brother. <laughs> and what I was saying is uh, just, uh, and just be safe in the knowledge that you are doing the right thing. And that's obviously going to reach the right ears. And because so many people are living in fear, they, they may not acknowledge what you spoke. They may not like your post. They may not acknowledge what you said the other day when you were uh, at the family dinner table. But they'll think about it. Yeah, yeah. You've planted that seed. You've done your job. Yeah, definitely. Gavin, I was just going to say as well, before when you were talking about... Um, Oh, I can't remember what you're saying now. <laughs> I forgot. I've lost my trailer of thought. Oh, sorry, cousin. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. I think, sorry, yeah. I found, <laughs> sorry, my I, No, sorry, I remember now what you said. You were saying about how, um, okay. like, we all want to be loved, like, sort of thing. And we all want, we still want that, like, uh, verification of people saying that, oh, thank you for that. But the thing is, what I've realised in my journey is, actually, when you do start, like, spreading real truth, like, you do put a post out there and you don't get the gratification back from it by someone just saying, oh, thank you for that. You know what I mean? It's actually there's a there's yeah. a currency that we don't understand that like an energy like sort of bring it back to energy again but there's an energy that that we sort of you can't really see it but when you're on this journey you actually feel it that you are making a change in the world and I think that's that cur- yeah. that currency is yeah. more beautiful than just uh, someone turning around you saying thank you for that there's like a gratification like built within the universal law that we don't understand and that's what that's what I feel anyway. They're like the same thing, or really? Yeah, like, no, that's yeah. very, that's very well said. Yeah, no, that's very, very well said, guys. I mean, and and this actually makes me think about the the match and the, the wrestling match that we have between what we innately value, which is what you're talking about. Okay, we innately value that. We know it's important. We know it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. We know we're doing the right thing, and that does that gives you self-respect, and that's a beautiful thing. But the conflict comes in for other people, and this this comes down to so many different aspects of life, relationships, people that we meet, our own personal happiness. It's really the struggle between what you have valued deep within yourself and what you have been conditioned to value. So a lot of the time, external approval is something that you've been conditioned to really yearn for. Now, of course, we, we do it. We have an innate want to belong to something special. That's part of being a human and and they've actually divided us in that way. Okay, you know, you stick with this political party and you find your identity in this religion, but it's, it's actually something within us because we all want to be together. Now, in that way, they've conditioned us to value things that do not actually serve us. And I see this a lot, not to go too off topic, but it is related. Also with people in relationships. 
we know what you value in another human being. And this can be any relationship. It can be a friend, it can be a family member, it can be a significant other, it can be a spouse. We know that we value honesty, you know, love, kindness, etc. But conditioned values will teach us to value external appearance or, or teach us to value some kind of materialistic thing. Mm. I think, yeah, I and, think... And in this way... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think um, as well, that's, that's like... No, it's all good, my brother. I think that's like the Hollywood effect, isn't it? Like people see what they'll see on screen and think that is what it's meant to be. Like, and it's it's a far distant cry from the actual version of events, what everyone's living. Exactly. Exactly. And they condition us in this way. And it's, it's very clever. It's very brilliant. They play in a lot of psychological ploys and, you know, they'll, they'll have this guy and he's on television and he's got a like a cool look, maybe he's physically built well, and he's got six women chasing after him, and yeah. he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> oh, very good product placement. Yeah. That kind of bullshit. Now, people, now normally, no sane human being is going to put something in their mouth that they smoke that messes up their brain. Yeah, okay? that, that kills their bodies. Nobody's going to do that, but if you make it look cool, if you play to certain psychological uh, weaknesses, and sure, you can sell them shit. You can you can get people to eat shit. I mean, you can get them to do anything if you know how to manipulate somebody psychologically. And you can only do that if somebody's ignorant. Yeah. So this the system is it's like a cycle. That's it wants to keep us ignorant because then it can control us. Yeah, I was going to say, Gavin, that's the system's biggest weapon, really, isn't it? Their understanding of the yeah. media and control of like um. But the the only problem is they don't have a the huge depth of the human psyche in a in a sense of like. Of like a human a human's basic instincts is just to have peace and that's what they can't break so every time they keep trying to feed us this bullshit they can't break the fact exactly. that all we just want is our basic instincts which and is survival will. and peace and peace. they never gonna yes amen my brother they, they never gonna and i like what you said our instinct which is peace because far too often you have people say shit like you know our instinct is survival and yes there is truth to that but peace is just as much an instinct there. And we don't have to put ourselves in a position where we are faced with survival and we have to compete with one another. That's not necessary. This planet has abundance. We have more than enough. If you take any species, if you take two rats, you put them in a controlled environment and you starve them, you give them random electrocutions and shocks, guess what? Eventually they're going to start to get irate. It's yeah. normal. But it's not necessary for us to live in an environment environment like that we can we, we are cooperative beings we are peaceful the only time that we become angry and, and, and warlike is when we think we are fighting evil that's why i said before i think we are warlike species and in many ways and of course this is going pretty deep i believe that we were placed here originally or at least evolved to take out whatever the evil dark presence is that's actually in power I love that. that's how we are biologically programmed yeah, look, I firmly believe that, cousin. I mean, we, you can, I mean, when you have a chance, I want you to, if you've got like a, a younger sweet cousin, uh, a young female cousin, and you can watch a movie, okay, a little girl, watch a movie with her, uh, obviously you don't want to watch any R-rated movies, but something where there's a bad guy, and this bad guy is he's getting away with it, and just watch how she reacts. She will want to violently get rid of that person, because she hates evil. We do not like evil. Yeah. There's something inside of us that does not like evil at all, and and that's when that's the only time 
Ah, we will become violent. And you see the ruling class have manipulated us yeah. to oh. use that against us. Oh, okay, we're going to go to war now and this, and they're evil and then everybody will cheer. Yeah. Otherwise, they would never do it. That's the only reason why people want to go to war is to get rid of the bad guys so they can have peace. Exactly. So that's, it's, exactly. A, it's a conflict of interest, but like they don't know. The truth yeah. is that there is no enemy. The enemy is the people who's wanting this. That's the real enemy. Whereas there's exactly. no, there's no enemy on the other side. Yeah. That's our, that's our brother. That's our nope. sister. That's our, fa- that's our family member that we've never seen yet. That's 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 what we're ha- that's what we're fighting. Exactly. But and and yeah, this is what, crazy. And this is something else that's just been sparking in my mind, Gavin. And, and it's going back a bit to the internet, but it, it's it's kind of relevant as in a way like, and is life's mysteries like being taken away from us through the internet's vast information? Is that information? causing us to forget to check like our imagination and curiosity and void ourselves this incredible sense of wonder look it, it definitely can serve that purpose and our greatest strength i'm a firm believer is in our imagination because imagination is the source of creativity right i mean we spoke about this before i'm sure where whether it's the clothes that you're wearing the music that you listen listening to the the skype that we're using right now the language that we're using this this is all a result of the human imagination it came about from creativity and in that way we have no limits i mean it's it's truly remarkable when you sit there and actually contemplate the implications of what i'm saying you know we can create things the imagination is extraordinary and what's even more amazing is that children are often described as having a wild imagination yeah yeah but you do see this is getting killed with technology. And it's not just the imagination that's running into a problem. It's also our physical health because the two go hand in hand. Um, if you go for a jog, and I'm not talking about a very demanding jog, but you go for a nice comfortable jog, what you do is you activate something called the oxidative pathway. And that means that you're getting oxygen as energy. And that oxygen also goes to your brain. And it allows you to think more effectively, more efficiently. People who also exercise, you know, you're talking about how you love to exercise and stuff. And that's also been very big for me. Yeah. yeah. And so you're talking about health. Yeah. And that's also been very big for me for a long period of my life. When you do that, people that, that exercise, they have a larger heart, believe it or not, than people that do not. When you have a heart that pumps effectively and a brain that thinks effectively, then you can balance your stress. Very easily, your peace becomes much easier to maintain. The, the pain threshold for people who exercise is also so much higher. And unfortunately, people are becoming very, um, you know, I don't want to say lazy, but inactive. They are becoming very inactive from technology. You know, when I was a kid, and it's, sometimes it can be difficult because so much has changed so quickly that I still feel like I'm a kid. And I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I but the, the, the youth that is growing up now, they're growing up in a different world. And a lot of them aren't getting to you know, be as, as physically proficient as we were. And that's also it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah I was, I, it's interesting how you mentioned a child and, and when we're talking about a question on imagination and sense of wonder because it's so, it's so beautiful because when we are like, um, going through the stages of infancy to a child, and to a teenager, we we grew up in this in our own mind, which is 
created this beautiful sense of wonder, this great beautiful imagery and and it's weird the connection that children have and it's, we kind of lose it when we become adults but we have this like connection to create this beautiful world where we can transcend it to where we're friends and and they become a part of it as well and this is so much beautiful because when a child looks into the at the world everything every single thing it just looks incredible like from when a baby first opens its eyes it gets to see this like this whole sense of like beauty like what's this what's this what's this it's it doesn't know the questions but it's still processing it all and its curiosity is absolutely beautiful and that's and when you come into this world with that sort of like curiosity and that open mind everything's possible and so beautiful on a scale that no adult can really reach because nobody can put their mind into that into that blank state that a child that a baby has and in that child that baby sorry has so much imagination and and beauty inside that mind that that's incredible and there's nothing really it's so profound that I can't figure out the word to actually say it, but it's like pure consciousness. Yeah, it's that's pure free consciousness, and before any corruption's been getting into that mind. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, as Andrew David Thoreau they said, we we are born innocent, but we are polluted by vice. And what Judah Krishnamurti used to speak about, and we spoke about it, I think I don't know, it was earlier, or if it was the last conversation we had. That's what he spoke of as being the highest state of being is when you are viewing things absent prejudice so you are truly being objective and that's what a baby does they have no filter that we know of to process what they are seeing that's why like you said now when they come into the world i mean you can see a baby the eyes are wide wide open they are in awe of everything going around them because it's foreign it's unfamiliar they're still figuring out what it's about and unfortunately you know, we, we go into this world and we are like that. We want to know what is this about? And because within us we have an inclination towards peace, and if people think that's theoretical and it's something that comes from a particular philosophy or ideology, they should also research um, something called the moral life of babies. And you can also just pay attention, like I said before, your own biology. You react well to peaceful situations, happiness, etc. And you do not react well to stress, fear, and all the rest. So as babies, we come into this world and we don't have a filter. We're just passionately curious. We want to know what's going on here. And because of our biology and because we have an inclination towards peace, naturally, we would create peace. It would be a natural result. Instead, we go to the school system. They kill our imagination. They teach us conformity, obedience, and also how to get jobs into this rapacious system. They don't just teach us to accept the system. They teach us to serve the system. And then by the time we become older, you know, we've got this filter, this lens of prejudice. No longer are we objective. No longer are we passionately curious to say, okay, why is it like this? Instead, now we accept things as they are. And if there is a difficult question, you see this oftentimes with parents, and they get asked about something, they'll say, well, that's just the way it is. Because deep within, they have repressed emotions, and they're angry about it, but they can't explain it, so they just say, that's just the way it is to the kids. And it gets hand ended down like that unconsciously and uh gavin is like three human beings on this planet we can all definitely agree and see that there are so many problems with many areas of the system but the beautiful thing is and like we were talking about earlier we 
are living in a beautiful era, like where we can speak out and like be heard by many. And ultimately, we need to take that power back now. Like we, like we said, I said before, we can't hold on to some like knight in shining armor to be the change for us. It's gonna take ourselves no. to be the voice, yeah, especially exactly. for real, real human oh. being. Sorry, cousin. Oh, sorry, man. I was just gonna say, like, I was just gonna. Ah, follow... you could, my brother. We, <laughs> you could, my cousin. Yeah, I was just gonna follow on and just say, like, if you really think about it, we're in this great, greatest stage in history. And we need ideas and solutions for this present moment. And the government certainly aren't going to do it. But no, I don't know. They profit from it, so they'll never do it. I was just going to say as well. Uh, how can how can we change the course of humanity right now with an immediate impact? And let's put some things out there. And I'll tell you what. Like imagine we're all in a big room where all the changes happen. Gavin, what's like one thing you would change? Well, look, first of all, people need to understand because a lot of us, we don't have an identity. If you don't have an identity, you feel like you have no control, you have no purpose, etc. Based on what we've been talking about, I feel like people can at least grasp the understanding that they do have somewhat of an identity. We are all born with a passion for curiosity and to create positive change. So you need to fall back on that and realize that you are actually a problem solver. You just need to rehabilitate yourself. You need to inspire your creativity again. And there's... You can just Google that. Okay, how can I re-inspire my creativity, my imagination? And at the same time, you, you don't have to solve the world's problems personally. All right? No one can do everything, but everyone can do something. So you do what you can where you are with what you have. You vote with your lifestyle. How you treat other people. Are you being kind? You can't expect to live in a kind world or complain that the world is so horrible and mean if you yourself are not being kind or promoting kindness. If you see somebody on the side of the streets, are you giving them food to eat? And I'm not just talking about physical food that's going to sustain their physical health. Are you talking to them? Are you letting them know that they're still a person? Oh. Okay. All of these little choices that we, we make every single day. Okay. We, can't, we cannot get through a day in our world without making a difference. The same with social media. What are you looking at? Are you commenting on... You know, Kim Kardashian gets robbed by Kanye West or I don't know what the fuck happened there. Yeah. But are you commenting <laughs> on a story like that and giving your energy towards it? I mean, even me now speaking about it, I'm giving energy towards it. Are we doing that or are we ignoring it, which is something you should do with idiocy, and giving our energy towards things that actually matter? Are you sharing information that's relevant or are you sharing information that's not? And the thing is, if you're being neutral, there's an old expression. If you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. We cannot be neutral, guys. Okay, Not making a choice is making a choice. So what I would say is start with yourself. Realize that you have the ability to change yourself. And as you begin to enlighten yourself, as you begin to remind yourself of who you are, of how good it feels to have peace, your purpose will be revealed to you as a result. Wow, Gavin, and I think that is a beautiful, a powerful, inspiring, incredible note to leave the podcast on and leave the listeners with that thought in the mind so mm. they can cultivate their own drive within their mind to impact this world. Amen, and I, my brother. Thank you so much, Gavin, for being an absolute epic podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you're welcome, because any time. I mean, I, I love having conversations with you guys. I like how, you know, 
we basically the way I look at it, we're just sitting down and we're just talking. Yeah, you know? definitely. And I do that. We just we just talk, and then you and then you say some th- things. It makes me think. I say some things, and it makes you guys think. I like it. It's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Gavin. What a powerful podcast that was. If you found any inspiration in this episode, please leave us a review of the podcast and tell your friends as well. And next week is also another epic episode with Matt Belair and Michael Sanders as we discuss the future. And as another little added bonus to say this podcast out, we asked Gavin Nascimento what it means to be awake in the now. To be awake in the now means that you're creating the future. That's what it means. If you're awake right now, means you're gonna make it means you're part of history my brother and that's something we should all be very proud of it's difficult to realize a lot of the time what's going on because we're in it right now you know a lot of times when something incredible is taking place you can't really process it how you normally would until it's already passed so it's easy for us to look at history and we can filter it in a different way because we've got a different perspective what's going on right now is the most interesting time in known human history So if you're awake and aware right now, you are part of that. It's beautiful. It's incredible.